Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to qalamcampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide and let's all of us come together, invest into our sadaqah jariyah and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. There's a verse in the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Hajj, Surah number 22. And this verse is one of the primary verses that very explicitly speaks about the udhiyah, the sacrifice. That is the occasion of Eid al-Adha. And this verse made me kind of think back and reflect on something that I experienced and I was able to witness um, while I was studying abroad. And this might be nostalgic for many of y'all who remember or have experienced uh, Eid al-Adha in you know, Muslim-majority countries. That over there, when the occasion of Eid al-Adha arrives, people, they purchase their animals weeks in advance that they're going to be sacrificing. And so, basically, in the span of a few days, a normal residential neighborhood basically looks like a farm. And there's animals tied up outside everyone's house, and you see animals basically everywhere you go. But then there was a very interesting dynamic that I was able to witness. And that was that in some neighborhoods, just like over here when we have you know, neighborhoods and maybe on the holidays, there's kind of a sense of competition of putting lights up on your house, that who's got the best lights up on their house. There was almost like a sense of competition that develops. And somebody goes and buys a cow and then his neighbor sees, okay, the cow that he bought. So when he goes to buy his cow, he buys a bigger cow. And then the third guy sees that and he goes and buys a bigger cow. And then the fourth guy, because he wants to win this competition, he goes and buys this beast that if he, if he didn't tell us that it's a cow, you would have thought it's an alien. It's like the biggest animal you've ever seen. It's like an elephant-sized cow. And then that's it. Now he feels like he won the competition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says quite the contrary. There's a whole passage in Surah Al-Hajj from وَإِذْ بَوْعَنَا لِإِبْرَاهِيمَ مَكَانَ الْبَيْتِ Ayah number 26 and onwards where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the Kaaba, Allah talks about Hajj, Allah talks about Eid Al-Adha, He talks about the Udhiyah, the sacrifice. لِيَذْكُرُوا اسْمَ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ مَا رَزَقَهُمْ مِنْ بَهِيمَةِ الْأَنْعَامِ فَكُلُوا مِنْهَا وَاطْعِمُوا الْقَانِعَ وَالْمُعْتَرِ Allah talks to us about the sacrifice in this occasion. But at the very end of the passage, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
subhanallah, so powerfully, so succinctly, so conclusively, that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can say something so powerful and final. This is unique to the Qur'an. Allah says, لَن يَنَالَ اللَّهَ لُحُمُهَا وَلَا دِمَعُهَا وَلَكِنْ يَنَالُهُ التَّقْوَى مِنْكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, speaking about the sacrifice, but this, the sacrifice is a microcosm of our lives. It's an example of one thing that we do, but we're meant to reflect on it in every aspect of our lives. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that what reaches Allah, what, what basically puts value in your sacrifice, will never be, it is definitely not, the meat of the animal. That this animal had 80 pounds of meat come out of it, or this one had 100 pounds of meat come out of it, or that one had 120 pounds of meat come out. That's not what places value. That is not what creates the value of your sacrifice. How much blood came out of the animal when you sacrificed it? It filled up the whole driveway. It flooded the sidewalk. It flooded the street. No, 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 no. How much blood came out of the animal is not what determines the value. That's not it. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us is what? That the quantity is irrelevant. The what is irrelevant. That's not what creates the value. What reaches Allah what determines the value, the reward of your sacrifice is the connection to Allah that you had in doing that sacrifice. So the simple man who pulled together every last penny that he had and went to the marketplace and came back with some small, humble animal that wasn't that impressive, he wasn't going to win the neighborhood competition. But he did it with sincerity. And he did it for Allah. And he knew that purchasing the animal and making the sacrifice was actually maybe going to put a little pinch on his pocket. But he said, this is for Allah. He says, this is the sunnah of the Prophet Sunnatu Abikum Ibrahim. This is fulfilling the legacy of Ibrahim I'm doing this for Allah. Because Allah commanded me to do so. And I will do it solely and only for the sake of Allah. Wishing, wanting, desiring to earn the pleasure of Allah. And then he makes that sacrifice. That is what places value in that person's sacrifice. And that sacrifice will be so much more valuable than the person who did it to impress people. And so, going back to what we were saying, this is an example, a mithal, this is a microcosm of our lives. That it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. It's not about what you are doing, it's why you are doing what you're doing. And that is what the reflection that this moment, this this opportunity, this is what it provides. For us to be able to think about our lives and how we live our lives, day to day, week to week, month to month, year after year. 
that in my life, what am I doing? And why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I striving to really earn the pleasure of Allah? Is that my goal? Is that my desire? Is that what I wish to achieve? And inshallah, hopefully that is the objective and the goal. And if that's the objective and the goal, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts that and rewards us for that and blesses us for that. And that is ultimately the only thing that we will have to show for in the life of the hereafter. Those are the deeds that are recorded in our books. Those are the moments that will provide the mercy of Allah at the time that we depart from this world. And those are the actions that will place us, that will take us to the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day that there is no shade except for His shade. And that will allow us to enter into paradise without any reckoning and be in the company of the Prophet sallallahu Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. On this occasion of Eid al-Adha. I want to emphasize and I want to reiterate and remind myself and everyone that we are truly grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the ability and the opportunity, the tawfiq, the guidance to be able to do good. We just completed and concluded the blessed first 10 days of the month of the hijjah Many du'as were made, much, you know, sadaqah was given, a lot of Qur'an was read, people fasted and prayed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that from all of us. Yesterday we commemorated what many scholars and many of the early generation referred to as the single most blessed day of the entire year in the Islamic calendar, and that is Yom Arafah. And we fasted on that day, and we made du'as on that day, and we gave charity on that day, and we spent time beseeching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making du'a to Allah on that blessed day. And the Prophet ﷺ tells us that that one day earns us the blessing of the forgiveness of the previous year and the coming year and protects us from the sins that we otherwise might engage in the coming year. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us. Yawm Arafah is the day where millions of hujjaj, Muslims from around the world, as so uniquely occurs and is a distinction of this ummah. The legacy of the Prophet ﷺ, they congregated and gathered in the field of Arafat, standing and making dua for hours on end. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of their hajj. For those of us who have done hajj previously, may Allah accept from us and allow us to go again. And for those who have not yet performed their hajj, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala facilitate their hajj sooner rather than later. At the same time, just as a reminder to myself and to everyone else that this day of Eid is a day of celebration. So be sure to celebrate on this day. We've talked about this quite often in our communities. And again, I just mention it as a reminder that there are many challenges and many struggles in growing up here, raising a family here, raising our children here. 
And one of the things that helps, it's not the end all be all, but one of the things that is a very precious part of, you know, growing up over here and being able to maintain the iman of our children, our future generations, is to really highlight these significant moments, these blessed opportunities, these joyous occasions in the Islamic calendar. So be sure to celebrate this day and make it a memorable uh, moment in, in our lives and in their lives. Thirdly, the day of Eid is a day of celebration. So be sure to reach out to people, congratulate people, and share happiness with people. There might be loved ones in our lives that we, due to human nature, we take for granted. Don't take them for granted today. And don't take the fact that they know that you love them, don't take that for granted. Reach out to them. Meet with them if possible. And share happiness with them. There might be people in our lives that we are estranged from. That we're not on the best terms with. And we justify it a lot of times in our head that, well, there's no, there's no real problem. But at the same time, we don't talk the way we used to. And there can be many reasons for that. But with the exception, and as we always teach the students, there's exceptions, but we don't make rules out of exceptions. Reach out to them and share happiness with them. Congratulate them. Make dua for them. And there are people who, our, who are our brothers and sisters in Iman, which is the strongest bond any two human beings can share. The connection of Iman. But they don't exactly fit, you know, in our demographic. They don't come from the same background. They don't work in the same field. They don't live in the same neighborhood. This day is a celebration of our iman, our tradition, our connection to our Islam. Go out of your comfort zone and connect with people that don't exactly match your demographic, but they do share iman with you. And reach out to them and display and demonstrate the unity of this ummah that was demonstrated yesterday when the hujjaj were gathered in Arafat yesterday, standing side by side making dua with no difference between them, all wearing the ihram. So let's demonstrate that unity here at home. And lastly, as again, as a reminder, because this is very important, it is an obligation. It is wajib upon us that those who are, can afford to offer the sacrifice, there's a difference of opinion. The majority says that one per household. Some of the scholars said that a sacrifice for each person who can afford it. But in any case, if you can afford to offer the sacrifice, maybe it slipped your mind, maybe we didn't follow up on it and take care of it, we still have the opportunity to do it. This is not like Eid al-Fitr where you got to give the Sadaqat al-Fitr before. The sacrifice is done after Eid. And you have three days to complete the sacrifice. Today, tomorrow, and the day after. So if we haven't yet made the arrangements, we haven't yet paid for our sacrifice, make sure that you do that. And yes, if you go to one of these, um, you know, humanitarian organizations or one of the Muslim charity organizations that do the sacrifice on people's behalf, 
and you give the money there, that will fulfill the obligation. But it is very important to fulfill that sacrifice. As an obligation upon us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So please, if it hasn't already been taken care of, make sure that you do arrange for that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بالآية والذكر الحكيم قال الله تعالى إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله والله أكبر الله أكبر ولله الحمد عيد مبارك everyone